Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Can we just have this on in the background like the whole show, you know? Nice Friday. AK and I relaxing. AK, I didn't know for years you were a bartender. I was. You said 10 years, something like that? Roughly. Roughly yeah. 10 years? My dad was a bartender for a very long time, too. Why do I feel like that would be fun, but then when you're actually doing it, you're like, yeah, this is uh, this is a lot of it's work. It's fun for a while, okay. and then it becomes very not fun. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it it can be very fun. Like, I, I worked, the place I worked in Westwood was for a while too much fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I... I <clears throat> Part of the reason that I left there, because the, the money at this place by bartending standards was really, really good, mm-hmm. I was just like, I, was in part, I was drinking way too much. Like, I honestly was just drinking. How could you not? Yeah. I had that much I, access. I, I, I was going to say, like, how could you not? I Well, part of the reason, though, I was drinking that much was I was really unhappy with the job. And I was like, I, I need to get yeah. out of here. But, like, it's fun for a while. And then you really get sick of drunk people. Oh, like yeah. you get oh, of course. so. I always think of those like of those those places always around college campuses or in a downtown. This area. was a college bar. So, but how about the places that have like they sell slice of pizza till three a.m. Um, or they there's Mexican taco shops, you know, like something like that, and they're around college camps. I'm like, can you imagine the people that are coming in here? It's probably not even that busy from four p.m. to nine p.m. and then after that, it's just mm-hmm. drunk idiots the entire time. Okay, you got a dog, right? Yeah. I want to get your um, advice on something real quick. Let me get back to LeBron. So, got a golden retriever, right? Rookie. Talked about him before. I've met Rookie. I. Oh, that's right. At the pickleball. Um, I'm I'm dealing with a little situation with the dog. Okay. This guy, I take him for walks every day. Every day we go walking, and probably go for a good hour or so when we go walking. He is scared of every freaking noise. That is out there. It doesn't even matter. If he sees, if there's a gardener within 100 yards, and the gardener doesn't even have to have anything on yet. He just has a truck and he's holding a shovel. This guy is hallucinating like no tomorrow. Does anybody have dog advice for me of how I get this guy to, uh, let's let's relax a little bit. The world's not going to end. Well, I mean, I wonder if he's actually overstimulated when he goes on walks. It could be overstimulated. Okay, we got to stop everything right now. We got to stop the press here. Uh, Pizza Hut. Is in the house. Oh my. They are doing a very special delivery here on Friday. AK, I don't know if you know this, but because you're here, Pizza Hut said, we're coming in. Look at this. Wow. Okay, so this is what they got going on right now. They got the triple treat box. Let me get everything oh out of the way so it can be properly displayed. The camera can get it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, it was sealed, too. This was properly sealed oh, nice. for us. Okay, so we're going to open this thing Travis right is so here. jealous. Travis yeah. is well, so this is, jealous. Please, Carlos, send, you know. Send I'm fine. I can come in. He's probably driving in right now. I'll make it. Save me some. I can see him driving in right now because that is Trav right there. Look at this. Ooh. So the boxes are sealed like this. Oh. Oh my! Take out one at a time here. Just got a text from Trav says, "Hey, I smell a Pizza Hut." <laughs> <laughs> oh, very nice. Look at the desserts oh, we got here. Oh. So the triple treat box for those nice. that know, you're basically picking everything. You get the appetizer, the dinner, and the dessert. Oh. AK, oh. I need you to go on your Pizza Hut app right now and use that code ESPNLA10, so you get ten dollars off your order of $40. I'm not doing it right now. They just brought it to me. You get everything. Literally, appetizer, dinner, and dessert. Pizza Hut's hooking it up. You guys are awesome. Thank They're you. They're here. What, what, how, how often is this? Are we doing this like once a month? Yeah. Maybe even a little more, more frequently? A little bit more than that. Every time they walk in, everybody smiles because they know yes. that we're getting fed, and we're getting fed very well. So thank you, as always, from our folks over at Pizza Hut. This is awesome. This is great. Oh, my stupid throat. Now I got to do something where I have to look at the food and I can't eat it until we go to break. Nope. And then I'm going to – I want to look here. Nope. So we got the dessert here. Can I just take a quick Can I just take a quick look at the pizza here? Actually kind of mean of these Pizza Hut reps to, like, bring yeah, this that's... all in, have us help model it, and they're like, well, we're going to take it out of here. They're like, don't touch it. Yeah. Don't you dare, <laughs> no, seriously. Dare touch it. It's kind of cruel. 
You out of here? Okay. We well, put it right here. Yeah, we put it right here. Thank you. Thank you. Just keep this here. I'll like, take care of it. Don't we're, worry. We're done I'll with your part. Put the pizza yeah. away. Uh, use that code ESPNLA10 okay. for $10 off your order of $40. Pizza Hut hooking us up. Great partner. Fantastic partner. Uh, throughout our broadcast, a lot of our play-by-play as well. They're a, a big partner. So a hat too. Thank you for bringing it in. Look, Look at this. Oh, that's a great hat. Look at that, dude. You got that's it. like an old school that's pizza. Exactly. With the, yes. Oh. Trucker hat type of style Love right it. there. Legit jealous. Okay, look of that. at the shirt behind you. <laughs> look at the shirt behind you that we put on uh, John yeah. legalized marinara. Uh, this this is uh, it's good marketing here. Good marketing here. Um, okay, I'm, I'm gonna get back. You said so. You're saying Rook is overstimulated. You think it's a possibility? I mean, I I'm, I'm not a veterinarian, but I that's why I'm coming to you. <laughs> I'm just wondering. I thought you went from bartender. My mom is a veterinarian. Should I get her on the line? Yes. I, I, no. Do you actually want her? No, I, mean, I, I, I could. I, I want to ask her the question of okay. what her advice would be to help this little guy out. He's literally terrified of everything out there. I mean, what is your normal living situation? <laughs> like, are you in, are you in, uh, like a multiplex? Are you like, yeah? How big of a place is it? How quiet yeah. is your place normally? So LeBron's like three doors down. Right. Okay. Right. And it's a four hundred square foot <laughs> studio. No, um, well, it's a it's a condo complex. Okay. So it's a condo. We have to physically take him out because he doesn't have a way of getting out unless that. So it, it's it's just a is small your place little... normally pretty quiet though? Um, no, there's okay. action. All right, there's action. It's kind of on you know one of the main streets there. Okay. So there's some action there. I don't know. I, I mean, texted so- my, my mom the question. She can provide okay, yeah. her expert. Uh, I just need a little help. Sometimes, sometimes dogs get scared by very specific things or overexcited by like yeah. our our late dog Bobo who who passed about a, a month or so ago. Great dog. Great dog. Uh, a lot of listeners will remember I've tweeted out he he looked like James Garner. He was a pit bull <laughs> mix that looked like James Garner. Bobo despised our neighbor's dog Roxy. This little poodle, very sweet, totally harmless. Bobo hated Roxy like to the point where every time we walked by Roxy's house, Bobo would be looking in their window to see if Roxy was there to start barking at Jeez. Roxy. Then the minute we passed Roxy's house, Bobo was fine. Bobo, not a care in the world. Bobo loved walks, loved them. Mm-hmm. But going by Roxy's house, it, it was, triggered something. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it was on. You know what's funny? You know, you know what gets Rook when a trash truck is coming? There's a war going on outside. <laughs> There's a war going on outside, and I try, like I try to make him like, all right, hey, sit right here, and let's just let's soak in the well, moment you, and realize that the world's not going to end. Well, that doesn't. It help. might be the motion too. Like Bobo really disliked, you know, those lime scooters, like those people riding around those different lime or bird or whatever. I don't like those either. Yeah, he hated those, and he hated <laughs> motorcycles. Yeah, Bobo though was also kind of also skittish. what I don't like. Bobo was very skittish. Yeah, like our other dog Matilly, this. uh chihuahua dachshund mix like basically nothing frightens her yeah rook, rook if it's like super windy outside he's looking at the trees like what's going on remember it's wind everything's gonna be okay it's wind i wonder if he is overstimulated yeah it could be by the way uh people giving some good suggestions so i appreciate that um okay father time and, and let, let me properly put this hasn't lebron you know we always say uh, father time's undefeated it's mm-hmm. undefeated never loses hasn't he already beat father time like, explain to me what the definition of father time is when you're in your 21st season, you're breaking record after record of doing this at a stage of your career never where, lo- no, never one, lost. where no one was anywhere even close or anything along those lines. I don't even want to have the father time conversation anymore. If Braun decided he's not playing another game in his life, we're going to still sit back and marvel at the fact that he got to his 21st season, is doing what he's doing, still the best player on a floor that includes... KD, Devin Booker, Zion. I mean, pick any players around the NBA. 95% of the time, he's still the best player on the floor. I mean, the idea would be eventually your body stops cooperating. And, like, there will be a point where LeBron's body stops cooperating at a level that LeBron demands because he wants – he's not interested in hanging around. Like, if LeBron wanted to, he honestly could play in the NBA until he's, like, close to 50. Like, if he was cool with just being a guy – are are you saying if, like if he, he was cool with being what those other players that hung around till the absolute end yeah. knowing that their career was over? Like if LeBron – I mean, I don't know this for a fact, but like for example, with Kobe, 
pre-Achilles, because I think when Kobe tore his Achilles, it changed the math on everything with his career and yeah. certain career goals and things like that. But I always had this hunch that Kobe was going to retire with a little bit left on the table as opposed to playing until the absolute last and, moment he could. And mm -hmm. part of it was because Kobe played for very specific reasons in a very specific way. And if he could not be the focal point of a high-end contending team. Yeah, contending team. Mm -hmm. He had no interest. Mm -hmm. And, like, I, I, that's fine. I mean, it's fine for Kobe. It's fine for other guys like Vince Carter, who clearly wanted to be in the league a long time and was cool with subverting the things yeah. that he did. Dirk. Also cool. Like, Dirk, no, KG. Tim Duncan. Right. And, mm -hmm. and none of this is a judgment pro or against any of them. But I get the very strong impression LeBron is not interested in being the fourth option, the fifth option, you know, guy coming off the bench. Like, I okay, here's a perfect example. Okay. Remember when Lamar Odom was made the sixth man for the Lakers? Initially, he was upset. Yeah, I remember that. He was mm -hmm. really angry about this decision, like outwardly angry. Disrespected feeling, yeah. whatever like, the case I mean, is. Yep. He publicly questioned Phil Jackson. He said, quote, Phil Jackson must have lost his rabbit mind. Like, he was angry about this. And I remember Kobe was asked about this. And Kobe was like, you know what? I actually think this could be great for Lamar. Like, you know, he gets to run his own unit. He can, you know, kind of shape these guys in a way that he wants to. He's still going to be playing big minutes. He's still going to be a closer. He's still going to be one of the most important players on this team. I think it's great for, for Lamar if he embraces it. So I asked him, and I was really specific in the way I asked it. I said, could you ever envision you in a role like this at the very end of your career? And he looks at me and goes, that's the dumbest question you've ever asked me. And it's like, I think he was being 100% sincere with, with Lamar. He's like, that's a great role. I'm not Lamar. For Lamar, I'm not doing it, but mm -hmm. it's great for Lamar. And I don't think LeBron is interested in you know, just playing as long as he can for the sake of playing. So, yeah, there will be a point where LeBron's body yeah. doesn't cooperate. I guess my point is mission already accomplished. Like, you're doing he's things. Taken he's taken father. He's gone the distance stage. with father. Time. Gone the distance. Yeah, he's you gone went 12 rounds with most people. Yeah. They can't go 12 rounds. He's let, let gone me, the distance. Let me squeeze in a quick call here. Josh in Redondo Beach. Josh, what's going on? Hey, how you guys doing? Good, Good. man. Thank you. I just wanted to let uh, Andy know that it must be a Bobo Roxy thing because I have two cats, Bobo and Roxy. Bobo is the older cat. We've had Roxy since 2014 and Bobo since 2009. <laughs> Bobo despises Roxy. She hits her. She hisses at her when she goes by. She cannot stand her. So it's got to be a Bobo Roxy. Thing, wow. Right? Got to be. That's very, yeah. that's very random. That, that is, is awesome, so man. Thank you. That's the lie of the day. No, I think this is that would that was got to be it's genuine a right there. You don't do it on a Friday. Um, okay, uh, we got Demarco Farr coming up next. So the Rams got a big game in Baltimore. They've won three games in a row. They're in a real hunt to make the playoffs, which nobody thought this a month ago or anything along those lines. So we're gonna get his thoughts. Super Bowl champion Demarco Farr coming up next. Stay right here, Travis and Sleeva Show, seven ten ESPN. All right, bowl season. Basketball, hockey, and pro football are all in action, and Vivid Seats has it all for you and your ticket-gifting needs this holiday season. What a great idea. See every one-timer, every touchdown, and every slam dunk live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us fans, offering unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, annual birthday discounts, and more. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, Rams got a uh, big game coming up. They're at Baltimore this Sunday. It's the Corona Extra Countdown Kickoff starts at 8 a.m. with Travis and Kirk here in studio. There you go. So uh, make sure you start tuning in early on Sunday morning. Um, I want to welcome in DeMarco Farr to the broadcast. DeMarco, what's going on, man? You got myself. You got AK sitting in the house. How you feeling? I'm, 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 I'm on pins and needles. What's up with show? Is he a Dodger or no? That's a good question. That's a good question. So we don't know. Yeah, we don't did know. They, did Dave blow it? Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, if he doesn't sign with the Los Angeles Dodgers, Demarco, you know the audience out here and sports oh fans God, in Southern California. Dave. They are uh, that finger is going to be pointed at one direction. Oh my God, he's the new Steve Bartman. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined everything. What are you doing? Oh my God, don't you know how to say no comments? Is is Andrew Friedman Moises Alou, where he hits his it's his glove down and says, "What the heck are you doing?" I think that's oh. uh, that is a great comp. To yeah, Marco. that that has oh to be especially too God. because Bart- have you guys ever done something like stupid at a party and your temperature just rises? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, or you're looking at somebody else and you're saying, what the hell did you just do that for? What did I just do? Okay, DeMarco, so you know this. If we say, um, if anything happens when we're talking and we have to cut it short, you're going to know why. Um, So we'll we'll see what eventually happens. Yeah, all good. This is big news. I I hope the Dodgers land the guy. Uh, I heard the other team might be Toronto. I mean, does that work out better money-wise for him? I, you know what? I don't think money was ever going to be an issue with the Dodgers. I, I think I mean, it's ta- like taxes and stuff. Like you know, to live, you know, you got to spend more. I'm not, I'm not an expert on the Canadian dollar, Demarco. Oh, like I, right. I don't know. I guess it doesn't matter after a certain amount. Right? I, I was going to say healthcare is nice over there, for what I hear. I don't yeah. know how much that matters. <laughs> I was going to say money wise, I don't think the Dodgers would have uh, any issue paying. But we we got a big game coming up on Sunday, and if I'd have told you a month ago that the Rams are in a position, they're not just in the hunt, but they're battling with a couple teams in front of them, and it is not unrealistic at all. I think if the Rams go 3-2 and two the rest of the way, they get that 9-win mark, and 9 might be enough. If I'd have told you a month ago we were having this conversation about the Rams, what would you have thought? How unlikely did you think this scenario was going to be just a few weeks ago? A month ago. So that puts us where? Like smack dab early November. Um, I would have said it's possible. It would not shock me. Um, you know, this is a team that went, you know, nose to nose with Philadelphia. Uh, gave them all they can handle. San Francisco, the same thing. These are two teams that are probably going to make the Super Bowl or at least be in the, in the NFC Championship game. Um, and then you had winnable games in Cincinnati. You should have beat Pittsburgh. Dallas was – they steamrolled you. You didn't have – Matthew Stafford and Green Bay. So you weren't that far off. Um, you, you were just a few plays short. I think you're a few plays short right now for me in eight and four. So I wouldn't have been that surprised. But you still got to go out and get this one in Baltimore. This is huge. They're good. They're loaded. Lamar Jackson is as good as they come at, at, at doing what he does best. Um, and, and mobile quarterbacks have tortured you this year. So this is a this is a big ask. You got to go down there and play your your best football game, but I would not have been shocked that the Rams are in the hunt, you know, week 13. No, wouldn't have been shocked at all. How shocked do you think, if at all, the organization is, though? Because the the moves that they made heading into this season could be interpreted a lot of different ways. And, like, lately I've actually been wondering if maybe they had been honest the whole time. Like, yeah, we're not tanking. But maybe they just had an idea of, like, this is not a team that we're going to invest deeply in. Like, we feel like... The timing wasn't like, there. Like, mm-hmm. the timing isn't great, and if we have to take a step back, so be it. But we're not as nakedly tanking as a lot of people suspected. Like, how much do you think any of this surprises them at all, DeMarco? If the three of us were running a football team, uh, if we were in charge, GM, head coach, uh, a, 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 what do you call it, CFO. I and just got we're, fired. We're the brain trust. 
Um, if I'm handling football, I would say, look, this is what I'm going to need with the roster I have, and this is what we're going to have to do. You're going to have to give me some young guys. We're going to have to coach them up. We're going to have to put them around our stars, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, X, Y, and Z, and we're going to go to battle. We're going to try to win a championship. Now, the GM is going to be involved in that, so he's blocking both ways. Uh, the, the CFO or the guy that has to think macro down the line, he may have two plans in place. But he's all in on the first one. He's all in on his coach thinking he can turn this roster into a championship deal. But at some point, like you said, you're going to have to think about the future. If it goes south, we're going to do this. Uh, If this doesn't work out, we lose Stafford, AD gets hurt, and we're just a bad football team, we're going to do this. So I'm sure you've had a plan A, plan B, plan C. But right now, plan A is to get this roster ready to win and try to get something out of this season, get into the postseason where anything could happen. So, so far, they're on pace. Like you said, they're a few plays away from being 8-4. and four. So, if you want to call it a rebuild, a retool, a re-whatever, uh, they're attacking this like any other team trying to win their first Super Bowl. So, But I'm sure if you're smart, you're thinking down the road, how can we get into the draft if it went south? But it's not the case right now. Really quickly, DeMarco, to answer an earlier question, you had, according to one currency converter that I just went to, yeah. as of yep. today, one Canadian dollar is worth about 74 American cents. Yeah. So the American dollar is stronger, but it's not hugely stronger at this particular moment and we're okay, gonna have right. and well, we're having a tax accountant join us at 12 30 <laughs> to get to the bottom of this tomorrow so, so more pressure on dave roberts more pressure <laughs> more pressure on him uh super bowl champion demarco far taking some time to join us here helping us preview the rams and the baltimore ravens um demarco you said something to start off i i, I thought was interesting you said that they got to win this game against the ravens um they're obviously going to be underdogs i think they're seven point underdogs if they're going to make this a game in the fourth quarter, and they got a shot to steal a win in Baltimore. What has to happen on Sunday? What are what are some of the areas for the Rams that they're going to have to excel in to beat a good Baltimore Ravens team? I hope the Rams are driving for the game-winning field goal versus the opposite because, you know, Tucker already got his miss out of the way and he's not going to do it again. So, And it could be that way. I mean, you could fight these guys to the end and the last possession was the football game. Uh, both quarterbacks are great, and both quarterbacks want to win bad. Um, I think maybe the, the, the difference could be what Aaron can do and how if, if he can affect Lamar. Uh, If you can stop the run, if you can force the game back onto Lamar Jackson's arm and force him to throw to beat you, uh, you'll have a great shot to win this football game. But if they run the football like they have done all season long and just take air out of the football and take time off the clock, you know, look, the fourth quarter will be there before you know it. And that's a tough place to be in Baltimore. It's going to be loud. They have a good defense. They can get after you. They've got 47 sacks. I think they had 48 all last season. So they are getting after you and you're down there with crowd noise, and weather is going to be a factor. So uh, this will take everything they've got for the Rams to win this football game. But if you play clean, if you play like you have, you've been building since Arizona, playing good football, complimentary football. If you play like you did versus Cleveland and you don't hurt yourself, you can take this into the fourth quarter, and who knows? We'll see what happens there. But you have a good chance to win this football game if you can play clean. Yeah, you mentioned, DeMarco, they've got a really good defense in Baltimore, and they're not especially more vulnerable, whether through the pass or rushing. With that in mind, how do you think the Rams should go about attacking this defense? Well, look, I know Puka Nakua is a star, and this is great, and we all love it. We see it in L.A. all the time uh, with, with musical acts or actors or whatever. It, it's Puka's time right now. The hair, the, the, the look, the ah shucks. The drama he, he, he builds when he gets hurt, he comes back. He's Lazarus now. Um, so he – He's that guy. But I'll tell you, who has a chance to become the next star is Kyron Williams. You want to win a game, an AFC North game, on the road in Baltimore, you're going to need a great running game. And he's got a great opportunity. He's been running the ball like gangbusters. The Rams' offensive line has really come together. That's been the biggest thing from this year. This line has really come together. So if you can somehow run the football in Baltimore – has been giving up some rushing yards, I think 4.3 yards per carry. So there is some room to run. If you're consistent, maybe you shake a few guys, bust a few long runs, and change the math down there, Kyron Williams comes back a hero. So uh, that might be your best chance. Run the football, take the pressure off Matthew Stafford, have the benefit of play action, take the crowd out of it, you can win the football game. 
DeMarco, I'm going to throw one NFL question your way, but it's more just something Emily said a little bit earlier. Emily, can you talk about your Mike Tomlin take there for DeMarco? I would love his thoughts okay. on that. I'm just saying, yeah. last night's game was between two coaches who are storied coaches, and if they happened to not be on the teams that they are with right now, next year, they would get a job in two seconds. But how much can we put blame on Mike Tomlin for how the Steelers are? Because this team looks like crap. And oh, yeah. how long oh, of a leash does Mike Tomlin have? He's got to wear it, absolutely. And I love Mike Tomlin, but man, you lost to Arizona and New England two weeks in a row. They have home. not won a playoff game since 2017, Demarco. Yeah. She wants him out. I, you know, I'm rooting for the guy, just like um, um, the Rams' place kicker ha- Habersick, the one they had to let go to bring in Mason, Mason Crosby. <sighs> I like that kid. I'm, I'm rooting for him. I need you to hit these. I need Mike Tomlin to win these games. I need Mike Tomlin to beat Arizona. You cannot lose to New England. But when you do, it all points to you. So whether it's fair or not, this is the National Football League. You must bring home Lombardis or they'll be coming for you. And it would be so anti-Steelers of them to, you know, move on from a coach because they never have done that since in, like, what, 80 years? So it's yeah. it would take a lot to move on from a coach. And I, I, I don't necessarily think that it's necessarily Mike Tomlin's fault. But it's one of those things where something needs to change. Well, you're always going to point the finger. Hey, man, yeah, look, you're always going to point the finger. That Pittsburgh fires a coach and New England fires Belichick. You know, this might be the weirdest offseason of all time. And then the team that gets either one of those coaches is incredibly lucky and has an incredible coach. It just sometimes it stops working and you need a change of scenery. DeMarco, should be a fun game on Sunday. We no appreciate doubt. your breakdown, brother. Thank you for joining us. Okay, let me know what happens to the show. Call I me will. before you announce it to the world. 100%. Yep, stay on your phone. <laughs> right. I'll FaceTime you. Actually, you can't do that because I have a pixel. Um, okay, when we come back, Clint Yates in the house. Clint nice. looks like Yates looks like he's ready to go, ready to talk some talk some baseball here. Many with us. jobs, so I can dress. Many he ways. looks right now like he could equally teach a class or go clubbing. Yeah. That's that's could do, the vibe, you know. That's well, the idea. Th- th- actually, what he does, he teaches a class and then goes <laughs> about clubbing. clubbing. Yeah, it's <laughs> about weird. clubbing. Uh, hot and cold coming up next as well. Stay right here, Travis and Sleeve Show, seven ten ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. All right, that's right. Caller number seven is on the line for the 12 days of 710. Uh, Omar Lopez in Southgate, my brother. Thank you very much for coming on. Are you ready to pick a holiday box in the 710 studio? Yes, sir. I'm ready, Jack. Let's go. Okay, Omar. Which host holiday box do you want to pick? Do you want it to be Travis, Sliwa, Mace, Ireland, Sedano, or Cap? In honor of the Circle of Trust, I'm picking Sedano's box. The Sedano box. The Sedano box. Here we go. Let's see what's inside the box. Congratulations. You win a pair of tickets to see the LA Kings skate on the ice at Crypto.com Arena on Thursday, February 22nd against the Predators. Plus, we're going to throw in a gift card to our friends at Island's Restaurants. Island Mutt. And that's what's in the box, Jack. Omar Lopez. Congratulations, brother. You've just won tickets to the LA Kings. Congratulations. Um, I got to just ask you here before we let you go. What station is taking care of you during the season of winning? You already know the best one, ESPN LA. 
The 12 Days of 710. The 12 Days of 710. It's the season of winning on 710. And now time for What's Cold, the Chris Paul Veto. All right. So what was cold? On this day in 2011 was when David Stern vetoed the trade uh, for Chris Paul to the Lakers. All right. So one, that feels like forever ago. And two, uh, how is the league different uh, now? Okay. So we got Clint in here as well, AK in the house. AK, let's start with this. I, I The Chris Paul portion of it, I mean, for so long, I think, Em, what you just said, that it does seem like it was so long ago because it was so long ago. Um, how would the league have been different if it was Adam Silver who was the commissioner? Would it have gone down the same way? Just what's your take as we look back 12 years ago? I mean, first of all, my immediate take when this happened, mm-hmm. I was upset as a Laker fan, but I was even more upset as a writer working for ESPN who had written this really good piece, like, you know, like 2,000 words about the implication of this deal. Then found out, oh, by the way, that piece getting spiked. We need you to write like another 2,000 words in the next like 45. I was livid. This is also the origin story of a lot of Lakers fans who believe that the Lakers are the center of the NBA universe. This is where it started. It's because there was this assumption that David Stern was trying to prevent them from taking over, blah, blah, blah. It was a very specific thing. It was a weird decision, but it was also something that I think was Stern probably making a bit of a power play? Like, I still run this league. And when you talk about him versus well, the guy there now. Who here's just coming off too. the timing of it, the, right? The, yeah. timing, the mm-hmm. timing of it after the lockout had ended. And that yep. lockout was very much about trying to keep the starriest of organizations from basically Make it more running. fair play is right. what they were trying to what, do. Yep. It was too quick. Like, if this thing had come out like three days later, mm-hmm. I think Chris Paul ends up a Laker. Like, it was literally like half an hour after the lockout ends, Mm -hmm. Chris Paul is going to the Lakers. Like, the optics of it were really And you had the scenario Mm -hmm. where technically the NBA was controlling... Well, yes. The team that Chris Paul was on. And he absolutely, David Stern, overstepped his boundaries there because Mm -hmm. you you cannot, in good faith, negotiate with somebody who is both the team owner and the person rubber-stamping the deal. I was going to say, and that person doesn't have the, the power to make the final decision. All right, now who's hot? Who's hot is Charles Barkley. So there was the combined uh, broadcast of the TNT and ESPN uh, for the pregame show, during the show, during the game, and after. So Charles Barkley uh, decided to address and thank Malika, talk highly of Malika, talk highly of Michael Wilbon, and then he had this to say about uh, Stephen A. Smith. Hey, Bob, you know, I love you. And let me tell you something, Stephen A. <laughs> if you come over here with all that loud ass talking today, <laughs> hey, this ain't first take. Hey, Thank hey, you. This tell ain't him, first take. This going to be the first to ass whooping you take. <laughs> you come over here with that loud ass. So, gotta love, gotta uh, love Charles. So they also played uh, Who He Play For with Stephen A, which is one of the best things right. they do on yeah. that show is just put random dudes up on the screen and ask Chuck who he plays for. Steve didn't do so well. It was pretty funny. Yeah, I think he started 0 for 3 and got, yeah. who did he get? He got uh, Otto Porter maybe yes. or something like that. Okay, so something real quick about that. We're just talking about this. Charles Barkley and Stephen A, Will Bond is there as well, Candace Parker, Reggie Moe. They merged these two. I thought it was the one of the coolest things that we I, – I don't have an example of what networks have done something like this, but it was one of the things that stood out about this Final Four yesterday was that you had two games in the same arena. It had a college basketball vibe. I've compared it to when you do have a Final Four, literally one game earlier and then yeah. the, the next game after. Um I don't know what you guys thought of the broadcasters merging together. I thought that was one of the coolest things I've seen in a while. It wasn't bad. It sort of reminds me of like when radio stations will do like whatever, and they have all the shows on at the same time all throughout the day just to kind of see what happens and if everybody gets on each other. It would be first. like if us and 570 did a crosstalk. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's, that's a good – Honestly, would probably be pretty fun. That would fun. actually be pretty hilarious if you, like for, one being, of the for being real. Better ideas there. That's <laughs> that good. Actually, okay. so, I, it'll never happen, but it probably would be so really wait, fun. So Okay, so – as you guys know, I talked to you yesterday from Nashville. Yeah. I got back, and on the plane, I was watching basketball. I was watching the NBA. And the Lakers game was a huge blowout. I'm going to close this out yeah. in two seconds. Who's Hot and Who's Cold is brought to you by NextGen. NextGen, the official AC heat and plumbing company of SoCal sports fans. Call 833-3NEXTGEN or visit NextGenAir.com. 
Plumbing.com. So we're talking about the in-season. Mm-hmm. The in-season tournament. I don't know what it is, AK, but once they got to the neutral sites, it felt a little weird. And like in this regard, LeBron, great game. Lakers play great. Am I genuinely supposed to believe that this is like a bigger deal than an average regular season game? Yes. Am, I, am I counting this in like clutch performances? I, I you know, yes, because they care. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense to me in terms of what overall and analyzing what a team is. You know, like, okay, LeBron had a great game in the in-season tournament. Like, I'm not going to say, man, it's like when June comes around, I'm not going to be like, Maybe man. Tyrese is the better example yeah, because I, he's a player that doesn't get the – LeBron's going to have good games anyways. Sure. I think the question is Tyrese Halliburton is making a name for himself in an in-season tournament. He's a great player I get either it, but way. But Tyrese Halliburton was a top 10 pick. Tyrese Halliburton is on his second team in the NBA. He signed a $250 million deal. Like, if you don't know who Tyrese Halliburton is, you arguably but, don't but like a the lot NBA of, that But much. honestly, a lot of people don't know because he never plays on national TV. Yeah. Well, Literally, I think he's played either none or one on national TV. It's just such an odd conundrum to me because I'm sitting there thinking, man, like, this is what you have to do to get your product into a place where people are actually rooting for well, the can, superstars. Well, can, can I ask you a question? Yes. You have obviously clearly an opinion on it. Do you think it's been successful? Yes, but here's what I'll say about that. I don't think that everything that is a gimmick is by default a problem. I have no issues with gimmicks as gimmicks themselves. This just happens to be a gimmick I do not like. And the reason I wonder about it is because, I again, I continue to wonder who this serves from a fan base standpoint. They did the dark lights. They did the cinematic everything. I felt like I was watching a movie, but there wasn't nobody in there, dog. They're playing games at 2 p.m. in Vegas on a Thursday or whatever. Like, I, I'm just still I mean, the cur- ratings have been great. I'm still curious as to who this is for just in okay. general. Well, I would say right now it, it appears like it's for the average NBA fan because the ratings have been really good. And the players, you first have to get the investment from players before anything else can take off. The players are clearly into it. We'll truly know who this was for in five to ten years if we see, is this part of NBA culture that people – care about yeah i don't have a problem with it it's just it's just right now year one it's it's a little oddball to me that i'm like okay great you had a great game in what December. if what if the what stakes are you getting paid to do what if the stakes were a little bit different what if so tyrese halliburton before the in-season tournament started said okay it's cool we're getting paid 500 grand yeah i don't know why i should care they're getting paid 500 grand because i don't they're already making sure. millions of dollars so it is what it is cool for them they can add another bonus to what they're making but tyrese says something to the effect of let's play for some whoever wins this thing gets a spot in the playoffs are I'm you looking are you looking at it differently absolutely. now absolutely i'm looking okay. at it completely differently maybe that's maybe but that's one I'm, of the elements looking, michael like michael thompson won't stop talking about kind of similar to what you're saying can you have some stakes in here that will now if you win this thing a fan is saying well my squad just got in or my squad got this because they won this in, in season tournament like do you hang a banner sleep if you win it, like what? Where? Where? I don't know. Like you're saying in L.A., you're saying the Lakers. Wherever. Pacers will do something different than the Lakers. Pacers should do See, something. See, I think everybody has this backwards. Mm-hmm. If you want this thing to matter, if the Lakers win, assuming there are banners, and I have no idea if there there's a plan for banners or not. Okay. But if the Lakers win this, it's way more important that the Lakers hang a banner than the Pacers because the Lakers saying. hanging a banner gives it. Gravitas. If the Pacers hang the banner, you're actually creating the jokes that write themselves. Like yeah. <laughs> people are going to make fun of the Pacers more for hanging that banner. If the Lakers hang that banner, what are you going to make fun of them for? They got uh, 17 other ones. I don't know. I mean, I think there's a fair amount to make fun of if you're well, hanging but people ITS are gonna be, banners, right? But or people IST are, banners, whatever it's called. Whatever. But people are going to be snarky no matter what. But if the who are you going to tell the Lakers that something is beneath them to hang? Oh. They've hung more banners. Than anybody but the Celtics. But this is all just very odd to me because it seems like you're but they pointing out the lack of. They should. I'll say this: if they want to be good partners to the league, yeah, right. They but, should. But hang then, a then I fall more to him of the gimmicky part. Yeah, it, it's like I, th- I think then it, it becomes more to you cannot value. Obviously, it's not of equal value, so you can't treat it equally to that. I don't say I, to me, you're not treating it as an equal achievement. You're treating it as an achievement. 
It's okay. a noteworthy achievement that you hope becomes part of NBA culture. That's part of making it NBA culture. I still need something more incentivized than just a money and props. Like to, to me, otherwise that, that argument I'm not opposed to. I'm not opposed to that. I'd be okay with a play-in spot. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's that's pretty playoff. Much I think is too much. No, no, no. Listen, listen. A, a guaranteed, guaranteed play-in spot if you win that tournament makes complete sense yes. to me. I, I'll, I'll put it this way: at the worst. Like let's say Indiana, you get the ten seed at minimum. I was gonna yeah. say let's say Indiana won, and ten Indiana seed minimum. There they know that the ten seed is gone from the Eastern Conference. Yeah. At the worst, they're gonna be a ten. Now if they finish higher, they finish higher. But at the worst, it's the uh, it's the ten seed. Um, I just like are you gonna? I mean, are we are we are are you gonna be fired up, high fiving your boys if the Lakers win the IST? I mean, I'm going to be excited because it's part of the Lakers continuing to play well. Yeah, I guess and, that's fair. And again, if if the they games care, have felt different, I, I will tell they you, have, they yeah. have felt different, and that's why I was sort of it's it's sort of weird because I mean, I'm like, huh, why are they playing so much harder? I get it, but like LeBron has won everything you can win in this league. Yeah, if he cares, who am I to resist? No, that's fair. Um, it's been a lot of chatter all day. And for the last couple of hours, we've been sitting here thinking, hey, Shohei going to make a decision. Hey, Shohei going to make a decision. You were out. You're there at the winter yeah. meetings here today. You're hustling, doing everything you're doing on TV. But just your take of where we sit. There were some reports out there earlier. We came out and said, listen, sure. nothing is confirmed. But I'll put it this way. I guess maybe this is the bigger question because I think this is what has hit me. I just thought the Dodgers were the team to beat. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like as we sit here today, the Toronto he could very easily at any point end up with the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, I think. Does any of this surprise you at all? Not really, mainly because, and I, I caution Dodgers fans of this all the time, the, Do the Dodgers are not the center of the baseball universe, no matter how much as a fan people convince themselves that they are. If they were so great at getting guys and keeping guys, You'd see a lot of different faces beyond that franchise versus what there is now. And so, no, I don't I'm not particularly surprised that, you know, he would go somewhere else, whether or not that gives him a better chance of winning or whatever. I don't know. But I do think, as I said yesterday, the fact that the Halos are still in the conversation at all mm -hmm. and were is the most surprising thing about all of this, um, as far as I'm concerned, because if he genuinely considers going back. What does that say about these other franchises who have been whining and dining him and trying to get him somewhere? But have been clearing and doing stuff. Yeah, have you been know, making moves for basically two years, two seasons to, put to try to get position. him on yeah. the on the roster. So you know, I, I I do wish I said this before. I do wish it had been a little bit more fun overall. I'm not really big on the secret vow bit. Like I I just that's not. I get it. You know what I mean? The guy wants privacy. I get it. He's Japanese. I understand it's a cultural thing. But, again, it's still a sport. This is still a show. Well, this is what I think people forget, though. It would be fun for all of us if he did more of that. It would be less fun for him. Yeah, but that's what the money's for, AK. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, and if I'm a team as well, and this is a serious thing, in fact, that was brought up in the BBWAA meeting, which is like, dude, who are you going to be when you get to another team? Well, like, what's what, what are we well, actually getting here? This is something that I do creator? think needs to be considered. It's he's a high maintenance guy. Oh yeah. In his, you know, in a very particular way, like not not in a way that we often think about athletes being high maintenance, but like the level of secrecy that you clearly have to maintain to keep Otani happy, that's a 24/7 gig. Like that is exhausting and look, he's clearly earned the right to do this, but for the team accommodating it that's no picnic. It's a lot. It's a whole lot. And let's also not forget, Slee, this is the most important part that people keep forgetting. He's not pitching next year. He might not ever pitch again. This yeah. is entirely possible. Two Tommy John surgeries. People don't just come back from that and start throwing yep. quality starts and having seven innings a night in and night out or whatever it may be. That's going to be difficult. He's going to be a different player than we've seen before going to the next team that he goes to if it is, in fact, a different team. Yeah, my theory, I told Travis, the reason why I think the Angels are still in contention C.A.K., the lease he signed doesn't expire until August. So he, <laughs> he has to. He doesn't want to break that. He yeah, doesn't want to break the lease because there is a fee there, and then he has a dog. You know that. Yeah. He hasn't told them. An unnamed dog. They didn't tell them that they have a dog, so that also affects Sources his lease. say that might have been a prop dog. A lot, a lot of rumors. Could be a prop dog. Rumors going around about who's <laughs> what's, what's happening. Prop pup, excuse me. What's, All right. What's happening with uh, the dump coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeve Show, 710 ESPN.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know what they say, uh, cheaters never prosper, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's why Jim Harbaugh is working on the five-year extension with Michigan. <laughs> uh, he's, he's working on a five-year, $55 million like contract extension with Michigan, according to multiple reports. It would make him the second highest paid coach in college football, trailing only Nick Saban. So great so job, Jim. Message, you hear kids? that, kids? <laughs> <laughs> never cheat because no, it never pays off. You never no, win a national title and you never get any more jobs. You're not cheating enough if you want a five-year, $55 million contract. Okay, so Harbaugh, we saw some reports. This was maybe within the last week or so. Hey, could yeah. he be tied to the Chargers? Could he be tied with other NFL teams? That's been yeah. actually out for a while. Well, that's over. Because um, also the, earlier this week, too, it was reported yesterday that, um, that Michigan's trying to work out this agreement with a clause that he cannot interview with with NFL, mm. that they he doesn't they don't want him interviewing with NFL next year either. That they want to have sure, him some stability, yeah, locked mm-hmm. up that he doesn't just bounce mm. to whatever opportunity he has. Yeah, he, he's the one coach. Like I don't think anybody thinks Saban's going anywhere. I mean, there's certain coaches you're like, yeah, they're they're staying put. Harbaugh and, it seems like every year he's on the he's mm. on some type of track or tied to another team. And Jim made it work in the NFL. He went to the Super Bowl in the NFL. He has proven to work at both levels um people like Saban not so much um and other coaches out there that you don't know it's not a guarantee that um the jump to NFL would work by the way shout out to Pizza Hut they fed us on this great Friday afternoon so, so we yummy. greatly appreciate that triple treat box uh thank you for them coming out they just took off right now um couple birthdays I'm gonna throw out there Dwight Howard turns 38 I think the I, I saw somebody just tweet out, or maybe he tweeted it, and I I, I saw somebody um, retweet it. Looks like he's going to start some type of a podcast. What what of of the athletes out there, former athletes, current athletes that have podcasts, are there any of them that you're like, hey, I, I you either listen to it regularly, or if you hear them talking on some type of conversation, you're like, I, I want to hear it. Um, I don't I don't know if there's any athlete led podcast that I listen to regularly but like I think you know all the smoke uh Steven Jackson and yeah. Matt Barnes yeah. do a really been, good job and they were kind of one of the they actually to... just signed a big deal with uh Meadowlark Dan Lebetard's mm. uh production company very nice um and Matt Barnes actually it was interesting Matt Barnes covering him was a really great example of like somebody being way different than you expect because when you see Barnes Matt on Barnes, the, court. the player, right? Like, I mean, he's really, really fiery and hot hand, hot headed, and can be like very aggressive out on the court, like a very emotional guy. And, and that's how he survived in the league for so sure, long, right? Sure, that was sure. his foundation. It, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a judgment or anything. No, no, like no. That's just how he was. Mm-hmm. But I remember when I covered him when he was on the Lakers, talking to him after games, he's like very quiet, very introspective, like mm-hmm. almost subdued. He was really, really different than. Like basically the Matt Barnes that I had been exposed to, which is basically on the court. Um, I think JJ Reddick does a really good job yeah. with uh, the old man in the three. Yep. And that podcast was in the news this week. Do you guys see that with Bill Simmons? No, I don't think I saw it. No. So there is, um, uh, I guess fill J- us in on the juice there. <laughs> JJ had said that um, his podcast did its best when it left the ringer, that it was originally with the ringer. And then Bill Simmons wanted to be like, uh, hey, JJ, um, this is actually what happened. Um, so obviously you could take with great assault what each person had to say, but saying that JJ said that uh, the ringer did not believe in video, that they didn't that okay. he didn't believe in the co- like the um, power that a video in a podcast would have to have on the market. And then uh, JJ and then Bill was like, actually, we tried to do it, and you didn't. So that's the drama with The Ringer and oh. uh, what, The Old Man and the Three. Okay, so so for me, players, I, I'll give you a couple examples, some current players right now. Trey Young has tried a, a podcast recently. Okay, one more, Raleigh, remember? Yep. Paul George's podcast so where, is terrific. That's where I was going to go. It's really good. Trey Young started a podcast recently, and you could tell Trey Young is going to need a second. He is, and you got to be comfortable with it. There's some people who are just freaking naturals, and it's also tough to do. 
from from the interview that I saw, Trey Young was pretty much by himself, and he was interviewing somebody. He's going to work on it a couple years. Probably going to be a lot different. PG's podcast, it's a good podcast. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think that I think it's helped kind of create a little bit different of a perception on Paul George. What I mean by that is, look, his career has been what it was. He was amazing in Indiana. There's been a lot of disappointment with the Clippers. He's still really good, though. Still really good. Absolutely he is. And I don't think that's ever changed. It's just he's he's still very, very good. Listening to him on a long-platform podcast, I like the guy. Like, I like listening to him. He's an easy, easy listener. His podcast is really good. Yeah, Wave Sports and Entertainment does a great job do, with those actually. players because they had the New Heights, the Kelsey podcast as well. Yep. That podcast is great. If you if you want to know what it's like to be in the league by two guys who are at the height of their position and as are also personable, funny, they, mm-hmm. they, they, they were willing to talk about stuff. Um, it's a great podcast to listen to understand what it's like to be in the league. Like Jason talks about how he has to get oxygen after every drive. Like he has to go get the mask because that's how hard it is to be a center in the NFL. Wow. And uh, it's just stuff that like that is really interesting to learn from their perspective. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any others. Draymond, I used to listen to a lot because Draymond would react after playoff games, right? Yeah. The Warriors in would in the tunnel. <laughs> the Warriors would lose a game. And against the Boston Celtics in the finals, and then there's Draymond. I get unfiltered, a player that was in the game that had a lot of skin in the game for 30 minutes or whatever the case is, but a lot of those are good. A couple uh, anniversaries here. On this day, 2006, actually one of my favorite, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio has so many amazing movies. Blood Diamond was released in 2006. Were you a fan of Blood Diamond? I think the movie, I think the movie itself is fine, and, and I'm a big fan of DiCaprio yep. as an actor. What Blood, it's a heavy one. What it's, Blood it's... Diamond, though, did reinforce, he's not great at dialects. He often struggles with dialects, but... How did his... you think of he was in uh, Killers? Flower Moon. Um, I have not seen it yet. Okay, okay. I've not seen it yet. But he has I, an accent there. I, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan, though, of DiCaprio as an actor. I think he's a fantastic actor. Leonard DiCaprio. Were you... Mace, were you a Blood Diamond fan? Did you like that movie, Blood Diamond? This is DiCaprio. The movie, not of Blood movie? Diamonds. Yeah, no, I don't like Blood Diamonds. <laughs> Just to make I sure. I don't have any and refuse Blood Diamonds at every turn. It uh, came out in 2006 on this day. It was the same year of The Departed. He was nominated for ago. Best Actor for uh, Blood Which Diamond. Which was weird because it was the same year of The Departed. Oh, really? So he yes. got nominated for Blood Diamond instead of The Departed. That was the same year. Which I thought was strange. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, little Blood bit. Diamond is okay. I like The Departed, obviously, much, much better. A little bit different roles from that perspective. Okay. And Let's... The Holiday. Come on. You what see it right on there. This 2000, on this day in 2006, oh, yeah, The yeah, Holiday. Right. Yep, the that holiday. we completely left off of our list yesterday, which enraged John Ireland, which I can understand completely, John. You are right. The Holiday deserved to be on our list because I love The Holiday. It just slipped my mind. Yeah, one of two things happens with our draft every Thursday. Yes. Either John says, you know what, guys, I like this list. Yes. Or John will say, you're all idiots. Yes. There's no in-between. Well, I got to say. Yesterday, I, we were all idiots. I joined the all idiots crowd okay, that's yesterday because fair. I'll be honest, you cannot make a list of best Christmas movies without love, actually. It's not it the first time be I've been done. called. Why don't you and Lady Slee yeah. settle into the into the uh, the couch yep. and, and watch Set a little love, actually. Yep. Yeah, you turn the lights down a little it, bit. I like it. It's a movie, by the Pour way. Pour yourself a little bourbon. Yeah, There's been a lot of re-examinations of love, actually, that have not been positive. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, the Andrew Lincoln, kind of stalky. No, it's, no, it's kind of stalky. No, it's like pro-signage. I'm pro-signage. <laughs> well, he's stalking with a sign. Okay, yeah. let, let's let's do a little super All car right. stock. woo all right, so we tried figuring out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Hey, where, John. What's where, up, man? Hey, what's going on, boys? What's up, Johnny? Uh, AK in here as well. And, John, we were trying to figure out yesterday. We actually tried figuring out today how and when Trav lost his voice. Oh, okay. yeah. So we were going through some certain moments of Travis. You guys know that's one of his talents, right? Yes. Like one of the reasons why he is at 710 ESPN Yes, he knows everything about the Dodgers, the Rams, the Lakers. All that stuff, yeah. He's really good at all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But he also does a peacock noise. Oh, that is true. He does do <laughs> right? a peacock noise. He does do a peacock noise. Yeah. noise. And he I don't know. Do a if, messy voice, too. I don't know if he led with some of this stuff when he was originally being interviewed for the job, but he does a peacock voice. He does a messy voice. And I think the messy voice, which he did on Wednesday, finally did. Did him in, I and that's the ball. Yes, like candy. 
John, and he didn't do it for like 15 or 30 seconds. He went like two or three oh, minutes where we were time. asking him, yeah. you should probably stop. But then when we do that, then he continues to go. Correct. He still yeah. does. Uh, you got to be careful. Ireland has several impressions. Yeah, I used to do, I, I did a Chris Russo impression once and I went too long. I went like two, three minutes. <laughs> Jorge, it's probably in there someplace. And I paid for it. I like his voice was to, not the same for a, yeah, for a little bit. I had bit. to stop doing that voice because it put too much strain on my vocal. Now, cords, interestingly, so. old man voice does not put any strain on your vocal no, cords, does I can, it? I can do that on on command. Makes I, them stronger. I'm not joking, yeah. John. I would listen to you doing a daily show in old man voice. That would be <laughs> yep. must listen would for be. me. Would be. I think old man voice John Ireland is quite literally. The best okay. version of Ireland. The Kaminsky Brothers. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to listen to them back in the day where I used to drink tea with, 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 with whiskey. And, it's the best. And then I, I had Sanka, and uh, after that, uh, the only thing is I can't tell the difference between the bald one and the other bald one. <laughs> it's the best like, Ireland. One, wow. of a, one of them needs to grow some hair back. <laughs> <laughs> that one doesn't hurt my That was really yeah, good. That's really good. Old man voice kills. It, Can you it, call it a game kills. like, you know, maybe like uh, just the beginning? Be your own color off? commentator. I'll, I'll tell you what, Slee, if I could, I would have done it last night because that game was over about three minutes into yeah, the right. third How about quarter. that, huh? Let me tell you something. That tournament is, and John, I don't know what it's like to be there. I watched like two hours of pregame last night. So entertaining. How about that atmosphere? The, the crossover between the ESPN guys and the TNT guys, unbelievably entertaining. Uh, it, it, I mean, the tournament has paid off in just a gigantic way. Yeah, and you guys know how the like we've all been to NBA Finals games. We've all been to All-Star games, basically because both those things have happened a lot in L.A., uh, and this felt like that. It felt like an all-star game. I'm not going to compare it to the NBA Finals, but the way they set up the arena, the amount of media who was here to cover it, um, the way the whole league office is here. Everybody I know who works at the league office is in Vegas for this event. So they took it seriously. Obviously, LeBron took it seriously. And, Andy, I was trying to figure out if I have – I took over the play-by-play -play job in 2011 – and I don't know if I have seen a more one-sided, dominant performance by the Lakers hmm. in my 12 years of doing play-by-play -play than we saw last night. Can you think of one? I mean, it's hard to come up with that many wins, you know, that completely. What's crazy about it being one-sided was Close the, in the first, first quarter, quarter was 30-29. <laughs> now wins. You know what's funny, though? This was, I believe, the largest uh, victory of LeBron's regular yeah, season right. career. 44 he, points. He also just recently had the worst loss of his oh, regular right. season he's career against the Sixers. Yeah. Yeah, like, talk about your swings. Yeah, that's my like cousin, an 80-point swing. <laughs> it really yeah, is. My cousin lives in Philly, and I got him tickets for that game. And he sent me a text this morning saying, are you sure that was the same team I watched two weeks ago? Uh, because they, there's just – the league's weird that way. Once well, a game but, gets away from you, it gets away from you. And New Orleans kind of threw in the towel halfway through. But you know what, though, John? It wasn't the same team. That you saw before, because they've got different guys now. Like they're close got to their, their guys full back. roster. Yeah, everybody yeah, but Gabe bit. Vincent they got. John, it's funny when you said that. It reminded you of All Star Game, and I think what you meant is more of the atmosphere. Right. I think the the, the way they have it set up exactly, and the comp that you said you don't want to pretend like it's the finals, but I actually I felt like it was a playoff game. Like there there was yeah. The the fact that and it was one of the coolest things and I don't know if you guys have any examples of ESPN and TNT the best of the best merging together and doing some of these shows the crowd in the background the fact that you had you know in in the final four in March Madness you usually have two games in one arena right one game is earlier the other game is later sure. it had kind of a college final four sure did. atmosphere it did. to it Abs that's exactly what it compared. And I was thinking about it. You know, the college football playoff is coming up, and I was thinking, you know, that's a Final Four. This feels like a better Final Four, a more interesting Final Four than the college football Final Four. Like, I, well, I'm, I'm surprised how invested I am in the tournament. It's interesting in that I think this would be a mistake, but I just watched an interview with Adam Silver, mm -hmm. and he said that, as much fun as they've had here in Vegas and as much fun as they've had with that Final Four setup you're talking about, Mace, yep. he's, he wants to explore moving the entire tournament into home arenas because ah. he thinks that fans, like, 
should enjoy this. It, it, he said, we're not really a neutral site league. We play all of our games in venues. He, and he goes, if you look at baseball, they're the same way. Even their all-star game is inside of a major league stadium. He goes, as of right now, there's no team in Vegas. And we're having everyone descend on Vegas. On, uh, Vegas. But he goes, maybe we move the semifinals and the finals into home arenas to up the excitement level. Do you guys think that'd be a good idea or a what, bad was idea? It, just to ask, was it how full was it last night? Full. Now that's for the Laker game. How about for the Bucks and the Pacers? It was full by the time I got there. But Michael and I got there like midway through the third quarter of the Indiana game. And we watched it. And it was full by then. But I was told when it started at 2 o'clock, it was not. Because I, the, so, the, my that is a super early start. Yeah, yeah. My my only concern would be this: if look, the Lakers draw. So if it's not the Vegas Lakers, is a Lakers town. If, yeah. if it's not the Lakers there, and let's just say it was, you can pick. Let's say the Oklahoma City Thunder was a good team. Yep. It was the Thunder taking on the Pelicans, and on the other side, keep it the same: Bucks and the Pacers. I if I live in Vegas, I'm gonna go. But I'm not traveling to Vegas to watch that game. I don't think I am. Maybe, John, that's what the concern is. Well, I met several Laker fans that did travel, and they bought their tickets like a week ago. And the tickets were expensive and hard to get. And Are they really I, expensive to get in? The guys that I met last night told me they paid over 1000 No way. They, what? they had good seats. Wow, so there's and demand what, for what, this. What surprised me was, and I didn't know logistically how they were going to pull this off, but they did, is – you, when you bought tickets, you only got tickets to one game. It's not like the Final oh. Four, where if you buy a ticket, you can stay in there and watch both games. After the Pacers-Bucks game, they kicked everyone out of the oh, arena. I didn't know so that. it's a, like a day-night doubleheader. I, I didn't know that. Correct. And then they brought all the people in for the Laker game after it. So they sold two sets of tickets. And if you look at it that way, they did pretty well. Selfish bastard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I know we're all in, in kind of on pins and needles trying to figure out what's going to happen here. Yes, with um, uh, Otani. With, with, uh, with Shohei. This, this kid Shohei. By the yeah. way, we're hearing, Slee, it could happen during our show, and I'm not I'm not making that up. Yeah, I, I heard that it might happen in the next three hours. Well, this is – I don't know how you guys feel about this, but maybe I'm in, on my own. I, I thought the only surprise coming is if Shohei was not a Los Angeles Dodger. And however this thing trends and whatever happens, but it also sounds like the Toronto Blue Jays are 100% in the mix Yes, and could very easily end up with Shohei. Are you guys, are, are either of you surprised, shocked that this is the situation? Because the Dodgers, it feels like for two years, were preparing for this moment and to come short potentially on this moment is a shock to me. Uh, I think if it goes down that way, it is shocking. Um, I think when it comes down, um, and I, my sense is it's going to be Toronto. But when it comes down, I think the number is going to be gigantic, but the Dodgers will have offered at least that number. I don't think the Dodgers are going we'll to be outbid. It's not going to be mm -hmm. money that decides it. And there's something right. about being an international city, all that stuff that goes along with Toronto that maybe is appeal for He gets to become Otani. the biggest athlete in a country. That's true. Like he will be the most famous athlete in Canada, hands down, and still be the most famous athlete in Japan, and still be the most right. famous athlete, athlete here. He remains the, the biggest athlete in baseball, no matter where he goes. Mm -hmm. Right, Benny. But guys, remember this too: Toronto doesn't get a lot of out-of-market media coverage, which I think he likes. Right. This is something, right. John. It's funny. This was something that kind of occurred to me this morning. Like we were, we were talking about it being the Dodgers versus the Blue Jays. And it kind of reminded me of when the Lakers were waiting on Kawhi Leonard. And yeah, it was between the I Lakers, the, the Clippers, and the Raptors. And that whole time, I never thought Kawhi was going to end up a Laker. I thought the Lakers honestly were getting used. And my big reason for it was, is there anybody in the NBA who seems like they would enjoy being a Laker less than Kawhi Leonard? Watching the way Shohei Otani's entire career but especially his free agency has gone on he seems like somebody who would loathe being a dodger yeah maybe maybe hey, I just and, got and a, i just got this tweet that uh, is is completely what we're talking about john paul morosi sources shohei otani is en route to toronto today a representative of his agency caa would not comment when asked about otani's travel plans at this hour otani does not have a signed agreement with any team but According to John Paul Morosi, on a plane en route to Toronto today. And he's good. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, I, I always had the feeling, Andy, the Kawhi comparison is really good because I always thought Kawhi to the Lakers when they already had LeBron and AD was too good to be true. And from the, one of the reasons I bet a lot of mythical money against Mason that Otani would not go to the Dodgers is I, I thought Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Shohei all on the same team is too good to be true. And it things like that almost never work out, hmm. where you get three gigantic stars all in one place. Sometimes it does, but most of the time it doesn't. And I just thought Shohei would maybe be turned off a little bit by that. Although, I don't know, what do you guys think? when we talked about this, I don't think anybody had Toronto on their list as a possible destination. They really came... Or a real out, destination. Out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And they seem to be in it like from the jump. Like right away Toronto was in. What'd you hear? You heard Red Sox because of the New Balance relationship. Yeah. Of course, you just think of the big markets. San Francisco, San Francisco. I thought, you know what, definitely got, Seattle's got to be in Along play. the lines of what I was just saying before about how Otani seems like he wouldn't like being a Dodger, I think this is also a mistake that we often make. We assume that every athlete is obsessed with building their brand. And therefore, they're going to be looking for the biggest, splashiest markets at all times. Yep. Otani does not seem the slightest bit interested in building his brand, and he doesn't need to because he's already massive. I'll tell you why I thought, and I think it's very simple, and I think most people feel the same way. I thought Dodgers, for the mere fact of you got at least pretty much a ticket every single year to making the playoffs. That's the only thing I thought. You will compete in the playoffs year after year You'll be in the playoffs every year. And it's not all on your shoulders. Think of all the talent that the Dodgers have. Think of the guys and the resources, the money that they have that comes with it. And then just as important, they got a farm system as good as anybody in Major League Baseball, so you're always cropping players as well. Um, but we'll see what happens. Hey, it sounds like it could happen at any moment, and it may very well happen on your guys' show. Uh, Super Cross Talk is brought to you by In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out Burger. What are you doing this weekend, Slee? That's what a hamburger is all party? about. I. I'd try to. I would love to be there. Yeah, you going to like Joshua Tree, anything like that? I'd love to be in uh, Saturday. I'd love to be in Vegas, but I don't know if I can make that one happen. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be tough there. That's a good one. Good one. I want to be there for that. Yeah, I want to be be for that. Um, Okay, Mason Island coming up next. Stay right here.